0: intermittent fasting and wine and I'm here with my co-host Jen Stevens author of fast feast repeat the comprehensive guide to delay don't deny intermittent fasting for more on us check out ifpodcast.com melanieavalon.com and jenstevens.com please remember the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice or treatment so pour yourself a cup of black coffee
1: New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% 20 off their first order, beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 243
0: of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. I'm Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Jen Stevens. Hi, everybody. How are you today, Jen? I am doing great. I'm getting super excited.
2: By the time this comes out, December 13th, we are just really close to the release of Cleanish.
0: That's very exciting.
2: It is. And so I um, have been fleshing out my plans for what we're going to do, and we're going to have a book study in the Delayed on Denied community.
0: Oh, nice.
2: Yeah. So anybody who's listening, if you would like to take part in that book study, go ahead and pre-order now. Even if you don't want to take part in the book study, I'd love you to pre-order now. It comes out January 4th you're going to want to have it. <laughs> but if you go to jenstephens.com slash community, you can join the community. And we're going to be doing the book study right there. Like we're going to be walking our way. Because Cleanish is not the kind of book you sit down and you read the whole book and then you're like, all right, I read that book. No, it's like you work through it. I mean, it was written by a teacher and it's very teacher <laughs> So <laughs> it's, it's like a step-by-step process. So we're going to go through the chapters and take our time. We're also going to be having a book study on the Life Lessons podcast starting January 5th. So January 4th, pre-order now, January 4th is when you'll get the book. January 5th, an episode of Life Lessons will come out, you know, getting us kind of started on the book study. Then we'll have like every other episode. It'll be about cleanish topics. And then in the DDD community, jenstephens.com slash community, we'll be actually having a community book study where we work our way through it and support each other as we become more cleanish. Well, that is very exciting. I have so much work to do. (laughs) But it's teacher work and I love it. Did you finish recording the audiobook? Yes. I am so glad. I just, I love to talk, but I don't love to read my books out loud. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Recording a podcast, love it. Recording an audiobook, would rather stab daggers into my eyes. Not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it is. It's a lot.
0: It's tedious. The word is tedious. Well, I'm very excited to read Cleanish. I haven't read it yet.
2: I know. I'm, I don't want to send you a copy till we have the good ones in. The ones that are out right now that people have the early reader copies, like the moderators in my group got them and a few people got them. But There's a lot of formatting flaws in the early reader copy because it was like based on a very early version. You know how that works. And so like they didn't have the chapters formatted properly. So like you're reading and then there's something that looks like a heading, but it's really a new chapter title and you can't really tell. We fixed all that. I mean, it's perfect now, but it's just weird in the early reader copies. I like it to be right when people see it.
0: I understand.
2: I'm excited to read it. You need the good copy. So anyway, January 4, it's coming out.
0: Although depending on, I might listen to the audiobook, actually. This
2: is really a book, It's I think it's, you, I mean, I know you love to listen to audiobooks. This is one, I mean, I'm not going to say no one get the audiobook. People will enjoy the audiobook, but I think you also want a paperback copy. This is one of those times when just the audio is not quite going to be enough, if that makes sense. You want the paperback and you can like supplement with the audiobook to listen to the chapter. But, I mean, it's totally up to you, but. This is one you're going to want to look at.
0: Yeah. So I might do the audiobook, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll get, make sure you get a copy of the final.
2: You do not have to buy one.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. Well, I'll pre-order to support. Let me write that down.
2: Well, I appreciate that. That's really nice of you. Pre-order the Audible then if you think you want that. I will.
0: Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's what I'll do. You can use an Audible credit.
2: Oh my God. Audible is sponsoring this episode. Are they really? I didn't even know, but yes. there'll be an ad coming later everyone at some point listen to the audible ad (laughs) but yes so you can use one of your audible credits for cleanish and but you also are going to want the paperback for cleanish just like i said it's not a like fast feast repeat i feel like a lot of people would like to have the paperback for that one but the audible is is enough if you're a really good listener but for cleanish i think you're you're going to want both not just cuz i'm trying to sell you two books i'm not
0: i understand exactly what you're saying like some books just because of the formatting and the content they just need that print version for the full experience yes you got it so
2: anyway i'm very excited about the book coming out and i really hope people love it i want people to really understand the ish part cuz i know that when people read it they're going to be like wanting to like do everything 100% like but but it's the ish that makes it doable because we can't do everything on day one. I don't do everything. I'm
0: ish. Clean ish. Well, I'm very excited. So for listeners, we'll put links in the show notes to all of those things. And the show notes will be at ifpodcast.com slash episode 243. So what's up with you? Tell me. Can I tell you about my Peptase launch? I was knowing you would and excited about it.
2: Have People, people haven't
0: gotten it though, have they?
2: Some have. Oh, ooh, that's so exciting.
0: Yeah, we haven't talked since then. I was gonna tell you, but I was like, I'll just wait and tell you on the show so then it's not repetitive. So, well, I have learned so much about so much in a very short amount of time. So as listeners are likely familiar, I released my first supplement, which is seropeptase that we've been talking about for years on this show since almost day one of this show, we've been talking about it. It's an enzyme created by the Japanese silkworm. You take it in the fasted state. It goes into your bloodstream and it breaks down potentially problematic proteins. So it can help things like allergies and inflammation and fibroids and it helps with wound healing and it may reduce cholesterol and it can break down amyloid plaque. It just does so many things.
2: Can I tell you, I actually saw something about it the other day in the scheme of like covid
0: Yes, there is a study about that that I am not allowed to talk about.
2: Okay, well, I just mentioned it, but I saw something about that. I mean, guys, you, know, you got to be really careful. You can't say you know anything about COVID, but I saw it, and it made me think. Oh, maybe I should take serpentine.
0: <laughs> There's a really good study about serpentine and COVID. It's funny though, working with the company that I work with, we just want to be super careful. Oh yeah, you can't make any claims about COVID, but people can read the study themselves. I have like an epic blog post about it on my website. So if you go to melanieavalon.com slash science, that's my original blog post that I wrote with a deep dive into the science. And it does have that study referenced. I was doing like a shorter modified version for the supplement website, which is avalonx.us. And I was talking with my partner and he was like, he was like, you know, gotta take out everything COVID. So I still had it in the references. He's like, nope. <laughs> take it out of the re- he's like, nothing on the site. Yes. If you want the full version, go to com. But in any case, things I have learned. So I really wanted to do a midnight release because midnight releases are so exciting. You know, it's like like it reminds me of what things come out at midnight, like Taylor Swift's music or <laughs> book releases, Harry Potter. So I wanted to do it for the excitement, nothing to do with my sleep cycle being a night person. So I got so many comments from people saying that a midnight release was really only for the night people, like that it was, wasn't was fair for morning people. So that was a lesson learned that, I don't know, to be wary of that. And then, so the day of the release, we realized there was something wrong in the website that I had created again, avalonx.us. So they decided, the company I work with, MB logic, they decided to rebuild my entire website themselves, which was insane and brilliant. And I'm so grateful, but so they rebuilt all of it to fix that error. So it went live beyond my control around like 11 instead of midnight. And once it did, people started ordering because I guess they were, they were like checking so I was like, oh, well, people have been upset that it's a midnight release, so I'll just go ahead and announce it since it's up. So I sent an email and I announced that it was up early, but then people got mad because they had like set their alarm clocks for midnight <laughs> and they were like, why did you release it early? You said it was midnight. So I learned so much.
2: Well, and also some things are out of our control because, you know, like when you're releasing something new,
0: it sometimes just like happens. You just don't know how long it's going to take. The site was going to go up at midnight, but then it went up early. And I was trying to like make people happy because I received, you know, feedback. I know. We try so hard. I just want to make
2: everybody happy. <laughs> impossible. I've learned impossible <laughs> through moving the community. You know, we had the first one, the GDD social network, and it just, the platform ended up being unacceptable. So instead of using the whole, we spent tens of thousands of dollars on that platform. So for it to be unacceptable, we just abandoned it because that was not okay for the community. So we lost money on that part of it. But anyway, we moved everybody. But no matter how hard we tried to move everybody in a way that made them all happy, there were people mad at me. And I'm like, I just want you to know I'm doing the best I can. I mean, because the alternative would have been just to stay there and suffer through it being awful till the year was up. But we didn't want to do that. So no solution was perfect. That, that's what I'm trying to say with that story. No solution is perfect. You just do the best you can. And if people get mad and can't roll with it, I mean, there's nothing you can do. The reason
0: people were so eager was I was pitching that it would probably sell out, which I, oh, it was such a moment because I just really had no idea, like, would it sell out? Like, but I thought it might, but I just didn't know how it was going to go. And it went so well. <laughs> So it sold out, the first run sold out in less than eight hours. So there was a big spike at like around midnight and then there was a big spike in the morning. But that's why I'm telling people. Okay, well, so the people, when it went
2: early, it's not like people missed it. But the first 300
0: bottles were super discounted. So I think, yeah. Well, those super fans who were checking early,
2: (laughs) they got got lucky. I mean, just that's what I think. You know, sorry if the super fans just...
0: (laughs) So, there was about two hours where it said it was out of stock on the website. And that's when they were at MD Logic. They were trying to figure out if they could, you know, place another order. Like, they were trying to figure out the logistics of the second run. So, there was like a two hour period where people were checking and thought that it was sold out and that they had missed it. So, I had to do like damage control. And then, like, two hours later, it was available for the second run to pre order. I realized, like, in my messaging, I said, You could now pre-order the second run, which would ship in December, but people thought that meant they couldn't order until December. I've just learned a lot about Clarity. But in any case, the takeaway is that it went so well and you can order it now. You can pre-order it. The people who have ordered, although when this comes out, this will be a little bit older news, but people who ordered that first run, by the time this comes out, theirs should have shipped. They probably will have received it. And then people who are ordering from the current run, assuming it's not sold out, that is probably shipping around mid-December. So I think when this, because this episode comes out mid-December, right? Yep. December 13th. So it should be shipping around that time. So people listening right now, their orders should be shipping if they had already ordered the second run. I'm just so grateful. Like I've just been walking around in this state of happiness and gratitude and excitement. And for a few reasons, oh my God, I start crying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I get it. Look, when I was reading a section of Cleanish Out Loud
2: where I talked about Cal and his wife, Kate, I like started crying while I was reading the audiobook. And I'm like, I got to read that again because now I'm crying. (laughs) We, We get
0: emotional about stuff. I get it. I'm just so grateful because this is something I've been wanting to do for so long. And the guy I work with, Scott, at the company, we just really, really are on the same page and understand each other. And it's just like the most beautiful like power team. I'm so happy about how the product turned out, the Serapeptase, I get no GI distress with it, which is something that a lot of people experience. I've been noticing so many benefits from it. It's just really, really incredible and amazing. And I'm so excited that everybody ordered and that it sold out so fast because I was so nervous about, I really wanted to like, I guess, quote, perform, like, because I was, you know, working with this company and I really wanted them to see that, you know, that my audience really was interested. Well, because imagine if you had like released it and put it out and you sold like five bottles. My brother texted like the next morning and was like, how did it go? And I was like, we sold out in less than eight hours. And then my mom was like, oh good. She was like, I was super worried that nobody was going to buy it. I was like, mom... She said, she said, she said when my brother texted that, she was like, oh no, (laughs) don't ask that. But now I'm just really thrilled because so the seropectase now should be available ongoing. You shouldn't have to worry about it going out of stock because hopefully we'll be on top of it. Now we're developing my second one. I know probably the next five ones that I want to do because now I really, all the supplements I'm currently taking, I want to make my own version because then I can really feel good about all of it. And then I can have something I can really recommend to people. So I'm really excited. And so the second one, I'm not going to say what it is, but I will say it's something that we talk about a lot on this podcast. And people ask me for my recommended brand a lot. All right. Does it start with M? No. Okay. Well, then I don't know. I'll tell you off air. So yes. So that was a long story, but I'm just so excited. And listeners, I would love, 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 love to hear your experience with my brand specifically. And so you can get it at avalonx.us. Some people have received their bottles and they're posting pictures of themselves with the bottles in the group. And it makes
2: me so happy.
0: I know. That's how I feel when someone's
2: holding cleanish,
0: Like someone that's gotten the early reader copies, one of my moderators, or it just makes me really excited to see. It's exciting to see. It's like your dreams manifested in a physical form. It's right. Because it comes out of your head and then you make it happen. And then Yeah. The bottle, like holding it, like it's everything I could want, like the way it looks, like the actual product. I'm just, I'm very excited. I'm so excited. Well, job well done. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Long intro. Shall we jump into some questions? Yes. All right. So the first question actually relates to what we were just talking about. And I thought it might be something good to clarify, especially after telling you guys my whole story about my supplement launch. So this comes from Bianca and the subject is what supplements to take with an exclamation point. And Bianca says, hi, I always love hearing the information you ladies have to share Sometimes I hear about new health trends, but I never jump on it until you guys have done your research and share it on the show. So thank you for being a reliable source of information that I can trust to objectively evaluate all the new health hacks. So my question is this, what supplements do I need to take if I am generally healthy? I know Melanie, you are obsessed with so many things, LOL, but what are the supplements that I absolutely need to take? Do you ever suggest a multivitamin? I am 45 years old and I have to lose 30 to 40 pounds. I do take meds for an underactive thyroid. I could always use more energy or a mood booster, especially once a month when I get my period. I don't get reflux or constipated. I just want to say I'm I'm very jealous of you, Bianca. (laughs) She says, I don't get brain fog or anxious. My knees hurt a little from running, but it seems like normal aging. I currently take ginkgo, biloba, fish oil, and vitamin C. After binge hearing your shows, I suddenly feel the need to drink apple cider vinegar, chlorophyll, magnesium shots, serapeptase? question mark, and then she says in parentheses, silkworm stuff, and CBD oil. Should I, for someone like me that has no specific complaints or ailments, would we need to supplement anything to our diet? Jen, what do you take on a regular basis? Since you and I are closer in age, perhaps you could share with me what you like to take. I also want to say how much I appreciate the two different experiences. All right. Well, I'm glad to
2: answer this. But first, I want to say one thing. I have realized that supplements are incredibly personal. Like, I what I take might not be right for you. Here's an example of that. One of my friends was taking some supplement that she said changed her life. It was actually my friend Sherry that co-hosts Life Lessons with me. And I'm like, oh, well, I need to take that supplement that changed your life. So I started taking it. And I can't remember what it was. This is a couple of years ago, maybe. And I started getting like this crazy anxiety and weirdness. And I'm like, could this be this supplement? So I looked it up. Yes. yes. <laughs> she, takes it. she has like a diff- different genetic profile than me. And it works for someone with her, whatever, genetic, something or other that I don't have. So like, I don't need that supplement. And if you don't need it and you take it, it can lead to anxiety. So there are very few supplements that I would consider to be universal. You know, like like seropeptides, for example. I took it for a while for a targeted reason. I had fibroids. I do think that it helped. You know, I do think it has broad benefits for, for a lot of people. But I just am not – I'm very keep it simple when it comes to supplements. I take magnesium every single day, and I have for years. It helps me to sleep. I really notice a difference if I forget it. I did change my brand over the years. Right now I'm doing bioptimizers. And I think the brand I used to take changed their formulation because it stopped being effective for me. I think I wasn't absorbing it, whatever. So, you know, it's really important to find a brand or something that works really well for you. So I take that. As far as multivitamins go, there's a brand called Ritual that sponsors IF Stories. And I do take that one, ritual.com slash IF Stories. It's really like minimalist and clean. (laughs) So as far as like vitamins go, it's, you know, they, they really... Are transparent with their ingredients. As far as other supplements, you know, like as needed basis, like I had a little touch of a kind of a flu a few weeks ago. So I supplemented with things that are known to boost the immune system, zinc, quercetin, C, and D. But I just did that for that targeted period of time where I needed a little more, you know, immune system support, I felt. So that's really it.
0: Yes. We are on very similar pages. And I think it's funny because I think people might assume that I am about all the supplements all the time and I'm really not. Like I'm actually pretty minimalist myself with supplements. Everything that you said, Jen, about us being unique and I'm all about actually the minimal effective dose. Because I went through a period where I was taking all the supplements and I got really overwhelmed with that. And it's really hard to know what's doing what. So I'm all about being very specific. There's a word being very just what's the word? Intentional. Yeah. Intentional with what you're taking. So the serapeptase, for example, I think it has just such broad ranging benefits, kind of like Jen mentioned that I think most people can benefit from it in some capacity. So it's one of the reasons I wanted to make it for my first one is it is one of the only supplements that I actually have been taking consistently every day for years. And
2: honestly, one reason I stopped was because I got spooked about
0: things on Amazon
2: and not sure what brand to buy. And I was like, well, never mind.
0: (laughs) I might would take a Melanie Avalon brand version. Yeah. After developing it now, people were asking like, in the meantime, until yours is available, which one should I order? And I was like, honestly, I can't recommend any of them now. Once you understand. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's an example of one that I think most people can probably benefit from it in some capacity. Beyond that, so Jen mentioned vitamin D. That's one where I think people really should be getting their blood levels tested for vitamin D because I think it's super important for so many things and for immunity, and a lot of people are low.
2: But you can't know unless you get it tested, and that really helps you dial in what you need.
0: Exactly. So... I love Inside Tracker because they always test vitamin D, but your conventional doctor can run it as well. But you probably have to ask because most doctors aren't just randomly testing it. I think when it comes to things like digestive enzymes and HCL, that would be a case-by-case basis of, do you have digestive issues and do those help you? I mean, they help me so much, but if you don't have digestive issues, if you're not experiencing that, I wouldn't worry about it. And it sounds like Bianca you know, she doesn't experience digestive well, she talks about not getting reflux or constipated. Yeah, I don't take any kind of digestive support stuff, zero. Yeah, I'm I'm jealous. It's a game changer for me taking it, the digestive support. And then so vitamin C, I actually don't recommend that, especially if you're taking it while fasted. I don't recommend it as like a daily supplement while fasted. Oh okay, no, yeah. That That's also important. Supplements, not all supplements are great during the fast, but some are. Yeah. I think there are studies on this. Taking vitamin C can actually be counterproductive for your body's endogenous production of antioxidants. So I don't really recommend taking vitamin C as like a thing. But if you get sick, for example, like Jen said, that might be a, a case where you'd want to like high dose vitamin C. Fish oil, I'm perpetually on the fence about. I, I go back and forth. I like, I'll like listen to one person being like, "Never take fish oil," and then I'll listen to like Rhonda Patrick doing an episode, and I'm like, "Oh, everybody should be taking fish oil." So I'm, if I, if I know one thing, I think most of them are often rancid. Right. Quality is so the
2: problem with supplements. That's why I'm so skeptical of. Like I have a section in Cleanish where I talk about. Like she said, she takes ginkgo biloba. And I have a whole section in Cleanish where I talk about a study they did where it like wasn't even in there. I mean, it was like crazy.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And actually speaking of, because I've been getting questions about what testing we do. So for like for my seropeptides, for example, it's tested for four different things pre and post production. So like when they're creating the supplement, they test it for for toxins, for purity, for active ingredient, for it's on the website I can put a link to in the show notes, but basically that it is what it says it is, that it is effective. And then they do a separate test just on the seropeptase because they have to do an enzyme test to make sure the enzyme is active. And then they do a batch test, which is where with a finished product, they randomly pull jars and test that it's still everything that it says it is. Like quality control, random quality control stuff. That makes sense. So I think that is so important. And and mine are tested for heavy metals and mold, which is so, so huge to me. Yeah, you don't want to be putting that in.
2: <laughs> yeah, we want to be taking out the bad stuff, not putting more bad in.
0: Yeah. So I just think this is all so, so important. And the fish oil, for example, I shudder thinking about it now. Like we often order that off of Amazon. And Amazon, especially during the summer, are really, really hot warehouses. I just would not order fish oil off of Amazon. It's probably been sitting especially in the hot months. Well, you know, then you have to look at,
2: that's not the only place, but the warehouse or a truck. I mean, it's hard to know about anything, honestly. Like, who knows how it got to the store? So when you really start
0: thinking about supplements, you start going down the rabbit hole of, I don't. that's why I take so few. Exactly. And even serapeptase is temperature sensitive. So that's another case where you'd want to be buying direct from somewhere where you know it's been climate controlled. So, like, if I ever do a fish oil in the future, I think it would need to be a little bit down the line because I think it's going to be super expensive because I want to do all the criteria to keep it cold shipping and all of that. That's probably going to be like down the line if I do a fish oil. But I'm just looking at the other things she said. Interesting that from the show, she thinks she should drink apple cider vinegar. I don't, I guess we talked about taking it like before eating, maybe chlorophyll. I do take chlorophyll. It's good for iron levels, but I take that with my food. Magnesium, Jen said she benefits from. CBD is something that has helped me so much, but I realized that people respond differently to CBD. They really do. Yeah. One of my
2: family members responds great to it. Like amazing, helps with mood. And for me though, it made me like, I took it for a while, like, you know, cause Feel sent it to us and I took it and I tried to find my right dose, but Basically, I never found a dose that made me feel like better, different, like I, like it was doing anything. Does that make sense? So I stopped taking it, but I believe in it because I've seen it make a difference. So I'm not like anti-CBD. I think it is powerful and amazing, but you need to meet with the people and they will talk you through it. And if there's a right dose for you, they'll help you find it. But the
0: answer might be, you don't need that. Exactly. Like for me it's a game changer, like a game changer. It, it makes me sad because they, um they run whitelisted ads through my Facebook account. So basically like you might be on Facebook and you'll see like a sponsored ad for feels from my account. And I mean, CBD is such a touchy topic. So like a lot of the comments are very abrasive and intense. And I'm like, I just want to be like, I'm not making this up. Like this, like this supplement changes my life. No, I've really
2: seen it make an amazing difference in other people. I've seen it firsthand with my eyes in my house. But for me, the magnesium helps me sleep and I don't have anything that I need help with that. I don't know. Whatever it does in your brain, my brain is okay with. I've got other things in my brain
0: that might need, you know, like the magnesium, but. We're all so different. I really think it's the thing that like now I pretty much sleep through the night all the time. I think it took a while of like finding my dose and doing it consistently, but I take it every single night and I think it has modulated my entire cannabinoid system. So that's good. You know, what changed mine is changing my magnesium. Like
2: honestly, I am sleeping great and I am even drinking a little bit more alcohol and it's making a huge difference. Like I'm able, I'm not like, it's not making me wake up, you know, after, if I have a, like a glass of wine, I don't instantly wake up, not able to sleep like I had been for so long. It could be, you know, maybe, you know, my body's calmed down after going through menopause. That could be it. Because some people told me they had trouble with wine while they were going through menopause, then it got better. But I really think it's, it's you know, changing my magnesium that made a difference. But it really, once you find what, what works for your body,
0: huge difference. We do have a, a discount for feels, which is, I think one of our best offers and it's com slash if podcast. It changes around, but it's usually 40 to 50% off somewhere in there. So yes, but like Jen said, like I've said, it's really just a matter of individuality. Like another one I take every single day is berberine. I've seen wearing a CGM that that really does really nice things for my blood sugar levels. It actually really helps my digestive issues as well, which I didn't anticipate, but that's something that I just really like in my cap, like in my, my proverbial and real cabinet, that would be something where I think if you've done a CGM or you've taken blood tests and you've seen high blood sugar levels, that might be something to play with, but yeah, we could say a lot more about supplements, but something else I will suggest is not trying multiple supplements at one time because then like new ones. Don't change everything up. Think of it as a a one-at-a-time tweaking kind of a thing. Yeah. Another one I think a lot of people can benefit from in general is NR and NMN, which are the NAD precursors. But that's another one that I really want to do one, but it's also going to need to be down the line because that is another supplement that needs to be cold and it's light sensitive and they just don't really talk about that. So that's something that I would want to like cold ship, for example. Oh, I have so many... So many plans, but yeah. Hopefully that was helpful. Yeah, I think it was. There's
2: just so, so much confusion about supplements. So, and it's because again, like we're all different. So, like when my friend said take this one, it's or she said I take this one. She didn't tell me to take it. She said I take this. It's changed my life. I'm like, well, I'm gonna change my life. <laughs> and it made me worse and bad and awful. And then I was like, well, I'm never gonna just take something because someone said they take it again.
0: Yeah, another one. I do think a lot of people might benefit from is depending on what their issues are is progesterone i'll be airing an episode i think in january with dr michael platt and he pretty much thinks that progesterone can like fix all ailments for everybody all the time which i don't know if it's that intense but i personally have been taking it and it's radically helped my sister got rid of her pmdd I can put a link in the show notes. I have a um a discount code for
2: them. That's another one I would recommend having, you know, working with a doctor who's skilled in that and like testing your levels. And, you know, Dr. Anna Kabeca always says, test, don't guess,
0: <laughs> which I like just because you don't know what you need. He makes the argument that with progesterone, there's not really a issue with taking too much. Yeah. That like, basically, if you have any sort of issue that might be related, which really he thinks is almost everything. You can start taking it, and you'll see pretty fast if it's helping.
2: Oh, well, that's that's interesting. So he has his own kind of it.
0: Yes, and it's amazing. Oh, well, send me that info. I, I might look at that. I bumped up his episode earlier than it should have been released, cause, just because I want to tell everybody about it. And we just got the discount code, so I will put a link in the show notes to. I think it's like a ten percent off code. Yeah, that's the one. I already I said this multiple times, but my sisters had PMDD for like ten years, and they got rid of it in like like a week. So all right. Shall we move on to our next question from Paula? Yes. And she has a few different questions.
2: She does. Paula says, hello again. Thank you. And more random questions. You want to just take them one at a time? Sure. She says, Jen and Melanie, thank you for answering my questions on the podcast. You're my Monday workout buddies and I am a fan. And I love that. You know, people will often tell me they love to walk and listen to the podcast or my other podcast.
0: I'm sure people tell you that too. And I just, I love it. It's like we're regular and we're in their head. I know. If you like DM me on Instagram or if you reach out to me on Facebook groups, I I really try to engage with everybody who reaches out to me. It's getting hard, (laughs) but I do try to. And people often say like, they feel like they know me. And I know that feeling because I listen to podcasts and I feel like I know the people, although now I often do know them. Well, that's funny. Well, here's the thing is that we are just really ourselves, you know? And I mean, I don't know how to be any other way. (laughs) Love me or hate me, this is who I am. And I've been thinking about that because like, so like my Melanie Avalon biohacking podcast, it's me, but it's like interview Melanie, you know, it's like, it's like Melanie having a intense conversation and like with an expert, but this is just like me, this
2: is us. And, you know, on intermittent fasting stories, I'm able to really be myself too, just because it's like me having coffee with a friend is how it feels like, kind of like this one and like on life lessons. So anyone who listens to all my podcasts, it's exactly how I am in real life.
0: (laughs) I can attest to that.
2: Yeah. All right. So anyway, so she says a few more random questions. Number one, I exercise fasted like a lot of people in the IF community. Has anyone ever researched if exercising fasted would be equal to an extra hour or two of fasting. Parentheses. For example, I closed my window at 9 p.m., exercised from 6 a.m. to 7.30 a.m., and only opened my window at 3.30 p.m. Would that mean that I fasted more than the 18 and a half hours? No. <laughs> Sorry, I had to just answer that. Now Melanie's going to give a longer answer. I knew you were going to say no. You knew I was going to say no? Well, I mean, because you didn't fast more. I was like, wait for it. <laughs> You fasted for 18 and a half. That's how much you fasted. But it's a lot more subtle than just, here's what happens when you fast 18 and a half hours every single day, all things being equal. That's not
0: the case, right? So 18 and a half might not be equal to 18 and a half. Right. So no, you did not fast (laughs) more than 18 and a half hours. But I think the question that she's getting at, which is actually a very good question, and something definitely worth thinking about, like the processes that happen or the the actions that transpire or things that happen when you're fasting can also be instigated or upregulated or increased, enhanced by exercise. So that would be fat burning. That would actually, that would be autophagy. So it's a little bit of a different question, but basically I do think if you do exercise while fasted, the benefits that you were trying to achieve from fasting you might get those same benefits or you might get more of those benefits even, but having fasted less, right? Like think of the exponential curve. Like
2: we all have seen a graph, you know, think of a graph with a straight line going just up straight. That's not what I'm talking about. An exponential curve is when it starts off sloping gently and then the slope gets higher. I think by adding exercise, it would make that slope go up higher, like for the things that are happening in your body.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Especially I just mentioned them, but depending on the exercise you're doing that it might deplete your glycogen stores faster or it might burn more fat. And then the autophagy thing I think is huge because there's a lot of studies on exercise increasing autophagy and it does. It's one of the like best ways to do it. So yeah. So you might get the benefits that you're trying to get potentially more so and potentially with less fasting.
2: Yep. All right. I'm just going to say the exact same thing. Yes. I agree with all of that. All right. Number two, I love wine, but cannot eat any sugar with that or I throw up. Actually, any mix of alcohol and sugar. Thoughts? Whoa, well, I've got a thought there. Don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. I just can't control myself today. I'm feeling super punchy. I'm wondering, like, does she just drink wine and then throws up? Well, she said she, if she has wine with sugar, it makes her throw up.
0: Can I eat any sugar with it. Okay. Yeah. Did I read it weird? No, no, I'm just I'm just thinking about cuz she says like a mix of alcohol and sugar. I was thinking like, oh, is it like cocktails that she throws up? But then she says like eat. So, well, any anything like I think cocktails or having alcohol with sugar either. I don't know. <laughs> it could be something about your liver health and trying to process all of the stuff. I don't know. I would just say what Jen said. Don't do that. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, that's just your body saying I don't like this.
2: So you're just going to have to stick to, to like a like a dry farm wine that doesn't you know, that has low sugar itself, and don't eat sugar with it, and don't have sugary cocktails. I mean, because you know I wouldn't want to throw up, so I wouldn't do that. And I don't think there's any way to like
0: fix it. Like, here's the thing you can do to stop that. Just don't. You just can't do it. Like, I'm wondering if she gets nauseous. Is it like, you know, at the end of the night type thing or is it like she like has it and then gets nauseous? That's your body sending you a powerful signal not to do that. But that is one reason, like Jen mentioned, that we love dry from wines because they actually, I love, love, love. They put on the back of the bottle the sugar content, which is so cool. Well, I just ordered Chad's Christmas
2: present. We had paused our subscription for a while because, you know, I was barely drinking. (laughs) So I just got him a year's subscription to dry farm wines. He likes the red and I just drink a tiny bit of red like I'm like like a Melanie dose
0: of red and I'm, I'm okay but that's what I got him. The old Melanie dose? The old Melanie dose. Jen is referring to when I was having like a sip of wine every night. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm just I don't I have okay, I have more than that but when he, ha- when he has wine but it's still a very small amount in the glass like we have tiny little wine glasses and I put a little bit in there and that's enough. Nice. Nothing like I'm not getting a buzz or anything but he likes to have You know, red wine with dinner here and there. So that's his Christmas present.
0: I'm literally contemplating I'm going to a wedding on Friday. I'm like, can I like bring a bottle of dry from wines? For yourself? Yeah.
2: I wouldn't. Not to a wedding. I would not.
0: Like I could like slip it to the bartender and be like, can you just pour mine from this one? No, I would not do
2: that. Thumbs down on that idea. Just don't drink at all if you're worried. I, look, the reason I say that is because I've had just, you know, when I was drinking less, especially the past year, I realized I have just as much fun with zero alcohol. Like honestly. Well, I'm
0: definitely going to be drinking. So do not bring your own wine to a wedding. I already like joked about it with the bride. She was like, are you going to bring Dry From Wines? I was like, maybe.
2: Well, I mean, if she's like, that's cool. Just, I guess it depends on your comfort level with the guests, the other guests.
0: I'll probably just drink whatever they have. Our link for Dry From Wines is dryfromwines.com slash if And that gets you a bottle for a penny. All right, number three. Yes, I'm having surgery,
2: elective cosmetic, any supplements
0: that would speed up my recovery. So when I had surgery... I thought I was dying and I was just wrecked. It was when I had my nose surgery. It could have been a coincidence, but I started high, high, high dosing N-R and N-M-N and I started feeling better the next day. I don't even know what that is. Nicotinamide riboside, probably saying that wrong, N-R and nicotinamide mononucleotide N-M-N. Can I tell you something funny about that real
2: quick? Uh When I was reading Cleanish there are so many words in there that I had no idea how to say, like when I'm talking about chemicals and I had to like say them. And so every time the director would look them up and then I would try to say it. And then she's like, that was not right. And I would try again. I was like, this is too hard. Who wrote this? Oh yeah, me. I read, especially with that subject, you probably had a lot of, well, I did because chemicals and stuff. And so anyone who's listening to Cleanish, if I sound really stupid saying something wrong, it's because it's a lot of words, a lot of words
0: anyway. The one I can never remember is phthalates. The phthalates. I got that one. Because it's like, because it's like f- the phthalates. I can't say arthrosclerosis
2: or arth- atherosclerosis. Like my tongue won't do it. I cannot say that word. I can't say it. My t- She'll say it. I-, I can't. My tongue doesn't do that.
0: They need to change that word. They do. No, I remember because when I was recording some audiobook that had that in it a lot, I that word, my tongue won't, aflo- I can't do it. I don't know. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah, same page. So NR and NMN are precursors to NAD, which is, it regulates your body's metabolism of energy. So it's super important for turning food into energy, for your cells producing energy. It's just really, really important. And NAD levels decline as we age. So supplementing NR and NMN can boost your NAD levels. I take it currently every day, like a smaller dose. But if I were doing something like surgery, I would I would just like high dose it. The two brands I currently take, I take Elysium Basis NR and I take Quicksilver Scientific NMN. In the future, I want to make my own version. Yeah, I would take that like during the whole process because you could take that. I mean, ask your doctor, but you should be able to take that before, during, and after. After words, serapeptase might be something to take because it enhances wound healing. Lots of studies on that. Lots of lots of studies on that. So um, I wouldn't take it before because they're probably telling you not to take blood thinners, things like that. And serapeptase can have a thinning effect on the blood. So you wouldn't want to be taking it before, but afterwards could be a really good thing. Those are the two things that come to mind for surgery specifically. And then just in general any supplements that you're taking to support your personal health state kind of like we talked about before. Today's
2: episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is excited to offer members a new way to explore their interests with the new Plus Catalog. This holiday season will certainly be more special than last. It's finally time to gather together and exchange thoughtful gifts with the people you care about. In the midst of all the holiday excitement, Think about giving yourself the gift of an Audible membership. Now is the absolute best time to do it with a special offer of 60% off your first three months. With Audible, you can listen to more of whatever you're into because Audible has it all. An unbeatable selection of audiobooks, tons of binge-worthy podcasts, and exclusive originals, all available to download or stream. Here's what you get. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month, like the latest bestseller or hottest new release, yours to keep forever. You can listen to Melanie's book, What, When, Wine, or either of my books, Delayed, on Deny, or Fast, Feast, Repeat, and coming January 4th, you can listen to Cleanish. Here's the best part. You also get full access to Audible’s streaming library, the Plus catalog. Discover your next podcast obsession, check that audiobook off your bucket list, or get lost in a world of original content from celebrity creators, best-selling authors, and leading experts. The kind of stuff you can't hear anywhere else. Stream all you want, as much as you want. No matter where you're going or what you're doing this holiday season, you'll always have just the right thing to listen to at your fingertips. Now that I'm doing a lot of driving to the beach and back, Audible is the perfect companion for each trip. There's so much to choose from that I will never be done finding great options. Right now, for a limited time, save 60% on your first three months of Audible. That's only $5.95 a month. Give yourself the gift of listening. For more, go to audible.com slash ifpodcast. That's audible.com slash ifpodcast. Or you can text ifpodcast to 500, 500 for 60% off your first three months. That's definitely a gift you'll love to give yourself. And now, back to the show. Any thoughts, Jen? I'm going to talk about fasting. I know that's not what she asked. <laughs> but sometimes people will have surgery and they'll ask about, you know, when should I start fasting again? And I would just say, you know, it's always great to talk to your surgical team about that and get their advice. But really, you want to listen to your body. You know, you might need to eat more than you think you will. You know, as part of the healing process, your body may like say, you know, be craving protein. If you're hungry for protein and craving it, eat it. You know, really listen to your body as you're recovering. Don't try to be like, well, I'm going to just fast for 20 hours. Maybe that's the wrong thing for your body. Maybe it's the right thing. You know, animals in the wild know when to eat and when not to eat, and they listen to their bodies. So really connect with your body and see how you feel and listen to those cues. Like if my body said, eat potatoes, I would eat potatoes. If it said, eat meat, eat meat. I mean, I would just do what it said to do. Depending on surgery and everything, like protein, well, likely be important, especially depending on what you're getting. That's right. You need it. Here's something interesting. When I had that flu-like illness a couple weeks ago, the whole time that I wasn't feeling well and had a fever, I could not eat meat. Like, I didn't want it. Like, my body was like, nope. Like, I would try to, nope, couldn't eat meat. Then as soon as I was better, I was like craving meat like a crazy person. Like, I just ate so much meat. (laughs) It was just weird. Like, my body was like, no meat. Now, I just want meat.
0: Yes, our bodies are very intuitive that way. Yep.
2: All right. Question four related to surgery. We'll have antibiotics for the first time in my life for that. My mom was very against it, so never took in my entire life. What to take with it to minimize gut damage? Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're an amazing duo. You know, I haven't had an antibiotic since, I don't know, 2014 or 2015. I used to take them all the time because I was always having an infection when I was a teacher before fasting, but now I don't have them. I don't need them. Anyway, she's never had an antibiotic. That's
0: amazing. Amazing. Looking back in, in high school, I was on antibiotics for so long for acne. It's upsetting, but live and learn. So this is a really good question. And interestingly, I'm going to say something that might surprise people They've actually done studies on antibiotics and recolonizing of the gut post-antibiotics. And they've actually found that supplementing probiotics directly after antibiotics can potentially slow down the body's return to its pre-antibiotic state. Because I think a lot of people think they should take antibiotics and then immediately like dose probiotics. I actually don't suggest that. I actually suggest taking antibiotics. Fermented foods are a completely different case. I would focus on fermented foods instead. Like natural versions of probiotic foods. I can put a link in the show notes to the study that talks about this, but I would probably suggest doing the antibiotics, framing it as in the positive, because if you have to take it, no sense having a negative perspective of it. That actually can have a huge effect on, on things. It's it's something called the nocebo effect, which is basically if you anticipate bad things happening from whatever you're taking, it can actually make bad things happening. So I would reframe it as, hmm, maybe this is like knocking out, you know, some bad guys when you're done with it. I wouldn't do the probiotics right away. I would return to your normal diet or, you know, stay on your diet throughout this, bring in natural fermented foods, and then a few weeks later, if you want to start on a different probiotic. That could be something to try. It's interesting. People have asked me, like, will I create a probiotic? And I just think there's like, there are a lot of probiotics that help people so much. Like, this episode, for example, is sponsored by by Optimizers. They make the magnesium. Oh, it is, isn't it? I didn't even notice that. And
2: me talking about my magnesium that I take, it's theirs. (laughs) That was that. See, we really
0: like the products that we have on the show. We use them. That's why we have them on the show. I know. So they make an amazing probiotic P3OM. So that might be something to try, you know, a few weeks after going off the antibiotics. But I I do think probiotics are another thing where it's just so individual. Like some people benefit, some people don't. And it's really just finding what works for you. So any thoughts, Jen?
2: Nope. I think that was everything. And then, um, oh, that was it. We got them all.
0: All right. So to. End things. We have a question from Brittany. The subject is coffee with lots of E's, all caps. Coffee. Yes. Yes. She says, hello, I just started listening to your podcast. So I'm at the very beginning and I just listened to the coffee episode number five. I forgot we did that. I know we were different then. We didn't know what we were doing yet. Yeah. We were trying to figure out like what format and like, were we going to do topic episodes? And then we realized that the listener Q&A is just (laughs) the way to go. She says, I'm wondering about nut milks. Are they okay to add to my coffee while I'm transitioning or if I wait and break my fast with coffee? Thanks in advance. I
2: have super bad news, Brittany, but I think you already knew what I was going to say. No, do not add them to your coffee. There's no freebie kind of milk of any kind that you can add to coffee that is not food for the body keep the nut milks in your eating window. I would recommend if you're new to intermittent fasting, really, I would read Fast, Feast, Repeat. Because I really put everything in there that you're going to need to know and the why. Like, why can't I have nut? Why should I not do that? It's all in Fast, Feast, Repeat. And again, like I talked about with Cleanish, I'm not just trying to sell you a book. But I spent a lot of time on that book as a resource because I wanted people to have something. So like instead of... You know, doing a Google search where you're going to get crazy advice from people. Everything from yes to no to you know, I only drink nut milks constantly. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's all sorts of everything is conflicting. I put my very best advice in there based on the science and also what people are having success with. The people in my communities. Oh well, I'll tell you something funny, Melanie. Someone just yesterday in the DDD community, the private community that I have, said somebody asked a question about butter and coffee, and we were talking about that. And then someone said as a comment, they were like, you know, Jen, when I read Fast, Feast, Repeat, there were all those personal stories that you included from people about the clean fast and why. And I was like, that's a little bit of overkill. But as I kept reading, I was like, oh, no, this is actually (laughs) the best part because it's not just me telling you. It's people who are like, well, I thought you could have, you know, butter in your coffee because I heard that you could. So I did it and fasting was hard. And then I... Saw what Jen said, and then I stopped, and oh my gosh, it's better. It it makes such a difference. So that's why, you know, I really would encourage you to take that clean fast challenge, even if you think, well, I've always had butter in my coffee, or I've always had nut milk in my coffee, and it works for me. I would have sworn to you that Stevia works for me until I read the obesity code and realized the connection between insulin and fat burning and blood glucose levels, because, you know, if you have... If, in, if your insulin goes up, your blood sugar goes down, that makes you hungrier, that sort of thing. Once I understood it, the science behind it, I took it out, made such a difference. I would have sworn to you that it, quote, worked for me till I removed it and then realized it wasn't working for me. I didn't realize until I stopped that it wasn't. Like you don't know how good you can feel until you really feel good. So that's why I would encourage anybody to do the clean fast, black coffee, plain tea, Don't use all the sweet, you know, herbal, flavored, whatever. And even things that are sweetish like chamomile, avoid those. Plain water, plain sparkling water. Don't add anything else. Fast clean. See what happens. Give yourself at least a month, maybe six weeks of the clean fast. And then, you know, try that nut milk and you will absolutely be a believer. You'll be like, oh, yeah, that doesn't work for me. You're going to feel different. Then you will never doubt it again.
0: (laughs) I knew you would have. The perfect answer to that.
2: I used to put cinnamon in my coffee back in those days too. Cinnamon and stevia as part of my fast. And so one day just, you know, then I realized, okay, you know, cinnamon is is our body perceives that as, you know, being a tasty treat. And so I was like, one day, it's been since 2019 because it was in this house where we moved in 2019. I remember I was about to open my window in not too long. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to test cinnamon now. Just I want to see. I just want to see what happens. It made me so like starving and shaky. And I was like, all right, there you go. And luckily I was about to open my window. So I just did. But it wasn't like psychological. I was like, maybe this will be fine.
0: It wasn't fine. I knew you would have the perfect answer to that. I have two tangential thoughts. Okay. I never realized how much Swedish sounds like Swedish. Oh, like sweet-ish. Swedish. They're like the same word, too, on the nut milk front. Guess who I'm interviewing tomorrow? Well, I have no idea. Dr. Neil Bernard. Does he like love nut milk? He's like vegan, right? He's like the vegan, the vegan of vegans. I'm nervous. I'm actually nervous. I don't get nervous much anymore. I'm very nervous. Here's my advice. If someone is, is awful or rude, just don't air their episode. So like
2: there's nothing that can go wrong.
0: Oh, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think he'll be awful or rude. I wasn't saying him.
2: I didn't think he would. But my point is, don't be nervous because if someone is awful, not him, but just anybody in general. You got nothing to be nervous about. I get it though. I get it.
0: I'm so fascinated by the whole veganism-ness. And I, I feel like I have a lot of knowledge about it, but I wish I had more, if that makes sense. So I... But I have a lot of questions for him. So
2: Well, he is very much like this is the way everyone should be. Yes. I think that's one of the part of the the reason that I'm... That you're nervous? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I totally get that because obviously neither of us believe that is the way everyone should be. And I'm not saying no one should be vegan either. You know, between everyone and no one is where the reality is.
0: Maybe this is another reason that I'm nervous. I haven't listen to like any debates with him between like mostly when I see him it's him listeners. He's in all the documentaries. So like like any of them. Like what the hell, like all of them. He's there. <laughs> so it's normally like he's normally in an environment where it's just him like putting forth his position. So I don't know how he acts. I'm not gonna be like debating him, but I I have a lot of questions. And I and so I don't know how like how that dialogue is gonna go. So we shall see. Yeah, I get it. I have learned a lot though about soy. So he's a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. That's something that really goes back to, I think, now the gut microbiome. It depends if you have gut bacteria that produces compound called equol, and like I think like around ninety percent of Western population doesn't have that gut bacteria. So it's like I think that's a huge factor in if you get health benefits from soy or not. I also think there's a huge genetic component
2: to soy and. You know the the populations that traditionally had that as part of their diet are, are going to be more adapted to it. You know, I am not one of those populations. I am, you know, European. I the British Isles over there, and a little bit of also other European sprinkled in for the most part. And we were not over there eating soy. My ancestors were not. I like edamame, but tofu can't do it. Can't do it. I've tried. Just can't. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Yep. Well, I can't wait to
0: hear me too. <laughs> All right. So for listeners, this has been absolutely wonderful. So a few things for listeners before we go, if you would like to submit your own questions for the show, you can go to ifpodcast.com and you can submit questions there, or you can directly email questions at com. The show notes will have a full transcript as well as links to everything we talked about. I think we talked about a lot of stuff. That is at ifpodcast.com slash episode 243. You can get all the stuff that we like at ifpodcast.com slash stuff we like. And then you can follow us on Instagram. We are ifpodcast. I am Melanie Avalon, Jen Jen Stevens. And I think that is everything. Anything from you, Jen, before we go? Nope. I think that's it. I just remembered something I'm going to talk about next week that is changing my life. Well, I can't wait to hear that. Um, I really can't wait to hear it. That's why I thought about it. So yeah. All right. Well, I will talk to you next week. Happy holidays. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember that everything discussed on the show is not medical advice. We're not doctors. You can also check out our other podcasts, Intermittent Fasting Stories and the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Theme music was composed by Leland Cox.
1: See you next week.